This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the In Demand Accountant with Sam Dean. I'm Sam Dean. So today we're really going to explore the next stage after the series that we completed last week, which was putting some habits in and around your efficiencies and particularly around your end of year. Those habits are going to be developed, you know, by habits in the end of year. And the next stage to that is say, well, what could we add on to our services with clients that we're quite easily and then we already have may already have the technical skills for and continue the journey after the end of year and but still bearing in mind all of those habits that we already had because what we worked on over the last six or seven weeks becomes the framework for everything that we continue add on as we move through as we get closer and closer to our magic we might start introducing some products or some additional work we might start then looking at programs, etc. as we walk through. So the same frame all the way through. And, you know, I've always thought and still think that the best place to start is what's the next step after end of year and what would be the best thing. And, of course, a lot of the time the thing that comes up is cash flow work for clients. And it's such an interesting concept for me because what I learned over the last sort of, say, 20 years A lot of our training as accountants uh, is very much around getting things done for people as opposed to doing with. And when I started doing this work, cash flow work, and early on in my advisory career, should we say, it was very much about having a look at the client's information, doing three-by-three forecasts, projections, budgets, all of those style of work. And that kind of came under the realm of cash flow. As I developed other businesses and stuff and also have done some extensive training in business growth work and that sort of stuff, I've come to change my relationship with cash flow. And cash flow, of course, is the fuel that actually keeps a business alive. So, you know, and the understanding around that and cash flow work for me now and and quite often you see in the coaching realms as well is actually working with the client as opposed to what we do, which is sometimes getting it done for them. So it's really starting mindset shift for us as well when we come to look at this style of work. And as we sort of grow and as the changes that are happening all the time at the moment, the introduction of technology, obviously, 
what's been happening in 2020, which is the year we're sitting on in now when I record this, is there's been lots of changes. But what fundamentally hasn't changed is that advisory and that work, the way we look at that as a getting things done, traditionally, and for me, learning, it's more of an education style of work. How can we work with the client so that they can really engage? And the more you engage them in this type of work, the more that you can get them valuing the work that you do. Because you've heard me say it before, it's people actually value the conversation. And I think, too, cash flow is such an important integral part of the business. It's probably more important than anything else. If you don't have cash and you don't have an understanding of how it flows and fuels your business, you can't have a business. And this even goes down to personal work as well is, you know, we hear those blocks that we hear all the time. I can't pay my bills. I don't understand how I have tax when I don't have any money. And it's the link between, you know, what the cash flow that the actual businesses produce and also how they spend their money and use that flow in their personal aspects as well. And, you know, we know statistically that a lot of businesses fail, not necessarily from having a bad business, but also, you know, from the owners then spending more money than the business is actually or more cash than the business is actually producing. So some fundamental cash flow work can really go towards that. And as we're really in this, you know, we're really helping firms, you know, develop some of these products quite quickly because obviously cash flow is super important. And I think if anything, anyone's learned just how important and how important it is to actually have supply of cash and also, you know, war chests of cash, if you like, that when we're teaching accountants this, I am seeing a block here. I am seeing the difference between what we think of cash flow work, which is more cash flow statement kind of work, and cash flow work, which is education do with style of work. So I'm going to work through those two and see if I can get a bit clearer. I really would love to hear your feedback on this too, because I'm, you know, obviously answering this from my perspective, have having done a lot of work in these areas over the last 10 or 15 years and also have had had a few startup businesses as well. I would love to hear your experience on this and your thoughts and see if, you know, you think that I'm on <laughs> on the right track. I might not be, but these are just my observations and I'm particularly seeing it with our clients right now. So I'm going to start by going through the different types of cash flow work that you might come across. So the first type of cash flow for work that I was really talking about then is what I call outflow-focused, understanding the fuel requirements of the business. And this is work that can be done short-term, and if you've ever done any kind of business coaching work yourself, you understand that one of the key components, and you probably already have this in your business, is really understanding your weekly, fortnightly, monthly, particularly over a three-month period, we kind of often have those 13-week rolling cash flows and understanding the fuel requirements. So how much money do I need to run this every week and what's the flow of that? And then the medium terms, how much money do I need to either fund growth or the absolute minimum that I need? And some of this also can be looked at you know, from a break-even point of view is another term that we can use so this work's become obviously super important at the moment so we can actually understand, you know, if I'm going to make this decision or if nothing happens and I can't open up, what is the minimum amount of money I need? Can I fund that from somewhere else? What kind of revenues do I need to make outside of that? Can I start thinking outside the block? So this is very much outflow work. 
And the importance of this work is also, of course, that outflow sometimes is the only thing we can predict. A lot of forecasting work is done around revenue. And while we have some facts and figures on that, and we can, you know, as we go into the future, even basing it, particularly in this disruptive times on things that have happened previously, we can't actually predict it. So uh, knowing your outflow and understanding your field is super important. So that's the first style of work. The second one is more strategy-focused type of cash flows, and they're storytelling projection forecasts. So they're very simple, high level. If we want to go down this path, this is the cash that we would need. Can we make this sort of money? I'm making a decision whether I'm going to buy a building or rent a building. What would that look like over the next three or four years based on revenues as they say? So looking at that. The next one is sort of accountability monitoring. So, you know, looking at expenditure and the budgets work sit in here. So budgets, expenditures, the drivers of revenue, and then, of course, bank covenants sit too. So let me just reframe that. So accountability monitoring. This is where budgets sit in. I am seeing a lot of people kind of confusing budgets and cash flows. Cash flows, again, as I said, are fuel things. They're not necessarily budgets. And then the last one is formal projections. So these are bank-requested valuations of businesses, sale of businesses. And these ones do need to have a lot of structure around them. And they're very formal and they might not ever be used from a business strategy or anything point of view. They're kind of more compliant style of cash flows, but they're actually projection forecasting work. So we're not going to really draw down on those. So let me just, you know, reiterate, there's a lot of cash flow work. So when you put up on a shingle to say, oh, we do cash flow, you've got to be very clear on what that actually is. And as with everything, there's a range of definitions. Business owners typically think of it more as the first lot and the third, so I'm going to have a budget. The problem with budgets, though, that they're static and no one really wants to be kept to it, but if people can actually get involved in it and understand the fuel that they will. So let me rerun them through. Outflow-focused, strategy-focused, accountability monitoring, and then the formal ones. So why is cash flow work, particularly the outflow work, really important? I find that If you can really get people clear around planning and stuff, the more they plan and the more they can see and understand what the requirements are, the more safer people feel. Even if the work comes and the fuel requirements are too big to maintain and they can actually make decisions to leave, people do feel safer if they have it. So many people, because they don't understand the fuel of their businesses, can't, you know, do stay up at night. It's probably the number one thing that we hear And I used to hear when straight from SMEs, can I pay my bills? Can I pay the wages? And this type of work alleviates that fear. Also, clients' understanding of their cash flow requirements allow them to make really educated decisions on the ways to move forward. And it gives them a lot more buying into it. So this is why it's important to do with as opposed to do for. And when they have the line in the sand, particularly in those medium terms I was talking about, when they know that that's all the fuel that they have and how far their runway is, they know when to make decisions and it does make them, puts the power back into the business owner's hands, if you like, even if those decisions are hard. So the other element to this, as advisors, as experts, we want to do this stuff for them. Also, the other element is from a practical business point of view, Cash flow work is one of the biggest areas we see in the advisory space that blows out. 
clients have to be able to do this work for a reasonable sum of the money, particularly the low-level education work around outflow. Also, if we do it for them, they don't learn anything. So this is what we've got to look at. When you're doing cash flow work, and I'll just look at the outflow stuff, so maybe the 13-week one I was talking about, or any kind of medium, the quality of the data and how it's set up always blocks us. And so if you really want to do a very good 12-month forecast and strategy and you're very focused on having that absolutely accurate and all this sort of stuff, your budgets are going to blow. Like you're not going to be able to get that to the frame. And you also have to understand what value this is to the client. And that's why it's super important and I've you know worked on a force to really connect back to what's important to the client. So if you're hearing things like, I'm staying up all night or I really don't understand what's going on. I'm worried if something happens again with COVID that I won't have enough money, I'm going to pay my wages. And you ask questions like, you know, is it important to you that you really understand what it takes to run your business and stuff like that? And people are asking you, yes, that is a cry out for I really want to understand. So using the 13-week frame, you can then help and educate clients. We don't actually get to do them ourselves. So you give them the framework and the education. They go around, they get into their accounts, and they do it themselves. And it's not going to be something that brings us a lot of joy because the end products now look a bit different, but they actually develop it. And then you just spend an hour or so working with them to make it better. And then you can bring it in at a really good price point, and it's so valuable. And the more you educate around that, And then the next step to that is to get them to do it on a 12-month program so it actually look better. And then they can go away and they can really get to know their focus and it gives them a lot more power. And what you find is they'll come back and then you can, you know, do accountability meetings or anything around that where they need help and actually they'll get to know their own business and it's so valuable. Then you can keep the price points down to sort of that 500 or $1,500 marks because you're not going and crunching the data yourself. Your client is. Now, they know the flow of their data. They actually really do, and it's up to you to actually get them to understand that. So the cash flow work is actually cash flow education work, financial literacy work, that sort of work, and it is super, super, super valuable, and it's about sitting down and doing something with a client. It gives them more power. So... That's how you keep the pricing points down. Obviously, you need to then, you know, look at the framework. And we talked about, have talked about this before. We talked about in last, the series we've just come about, what you want to actually achieve in each meeting. In my past lives, we've successfully run workshops around this, so you can bring it to a lot more people. And then out of that, if people have an understanding of their cash flow and doing that, it takes away all the stress of, you know, trying to get our XL work papers and everything up to date all the time. And they then, it actually has a reverse counterintuitive effect as well. They actually treat their data better. So they either get you guys to prepare it so they have better um, stand. They start to understand the importance of having accurate up-to-date data all the time. It then might actually relieve you on the other end as well. So don't just always look at this work as a standalone cash flow statement or anything like this. And don't think that we have to do everything. We don't. The more we educate our clients, the stronger they they will become. 
from here we can then take them on more of a journey. So once they get this understanding of the flow of the business, they can then you can step it up to them being able to actually put money aside through the month for those bigger expenses and then the ebb and flow of the business and that they get a lot more willing to budget, if you like, and willing to put that money aside and they understand the strength of it so they don't have to go through that pain that you they've gone through. And it also makes your work a lot easier with them because they really, really get educated on it and they understand the importance of it. I can't say that enough. And I think I might have actually said that more than once in the session. So, um, you know, really bear in mind why we do cash flow work. In fact, a great exercise coming out of this podcast for you would be to sit down and say why you think we should be doing it. Then I want you to go and ask somebody who's not an accountant who has a business, can be a client or not. I'm sure you've got lots of business client friends and ask them what cash flow means to them and what they think it is and, you know, how, why it's important to them and see what other people think about it, not just us, because we have a very financial strategy and a very different look on this sort of stuff. And as I said, a lot of our training has actually put us into the end product stuff. It's cash flow statement, you know, how do we get it reconciled and all that sort of stuff. This is futuristic cash flow stuff that is based on the fuel and consumption of the business. And when you're forecasting and actually planning for it, you don't have reconciliations. It is telling you what they need to fund the business or the fuel required. It's not telling them actually what the bank account's going to be. And we've always trained and we, you know, our whole principles of accounting is based on debit and credit and that it always balances off. And this is why some of this work that the clients actually want is difficult for us too because we can't get at the debit and credit because we're actually looking at inflows, outflows. In fact, make sure that when you're doing this work, you are actually doing it all GST inclusively, not exclusively. So that takes the assumption that that money is also being put aside, which is obviously a planning issue as well. But it also then, we you know, when you're looking at it, the only capital outflows that should be coming from that ATO GST point of view is anything that's behind. So it's outside that normal, normal stuff. So these are all the things that we need to slightly shift our framework on. And it's super important for us to do it because we really need to connect to where the client's at in this, not where we want them to be or where we want to do the work. So cash flow is a great exercise for this because we actually have the fundamental skills to do it. We don't have to relearn anything, but we do need to, because we have done this work or we think we've done this work previously or we've seen a spreadsheet or we've done it with clients, we do need to undo our thinking on it a bit and really go back as usual to what is the problem we're actually solving. And you have to ask ask the people who have the problem and that's the client's. What do they mean by cash flow? What's important to them? Where's the gap? And actually then, you know, work on that. So as a take-home from today, please go and ask other people, even if it's the coffee shop owner down the corner, what they do. And when they start to give you generic answers that look like they're Googled, see if you can switch them into what it means to their business and what is there any gaps that they may have. Just as a final note on cash flow too, what I am seeing and I'm concerned about is uh, we don't need cash flow from clients is that we don't need cash flow because we've got all this cash from JobKeeper and everything. That is the most important time to do it. You need to do this forecasting fuel work to show them that if something goes down, 
that they need these cash reserves. I think that some of our business owners and accountants, you know, this is you too, is that we didn't learn, the Australian economy didn't learn from the 2008, 2009 to really, you know, put that cash aside. I think we're very lucky in this country. The government supports us so much. Now we have an opportunity to maybe put some of those best practice cash reserves in place. So if you have businesses that traditionally do have cash flow issues are feeling quite safe at the moment because they've got all this extra money, it's there for a reason. It's there to fuel their growth when they have to start taking out. So, you know, spending it on money on things that may not be needed in their strategy and you're thinking this work will hopefully open up their eyes and you can do even better work with them. And it's up to you to get them to see the importance of it. Because, you know, as human beings, we can be extremely short-sighted. So I am seeing that a lot at the moment. And it's important that we get the cash reserves up. And then it's important too, obviously, with the businesses that are struggling, that we do this work so they know when to actually draw that line in the sand. So this is super important, but we do have to have a slight mind shift on it. I know because I had to mind shift it myself and, you know, let's go onwards and upwards. So if any of this stuff really rings true to you, please have a look at our online program that we're starting up on the 9th of November, Accountants, What's Right With You. The uh, links will be in the podcast notes. That will give you also some skills that we can then obviously launch this sort of work off as well, but it will also give you the framework to have the skills so you can really implement this stuff fast. So as always, please drop me a line if anything has come up and you would like to talk about it. And, you know, this is some real, you know, brave thoughts that we're having here on cash flow and, and something that traditionally we say that we actually um, do, but maybe we don't do it as much as we think we do. And it's such an important thing, cash flow. It is the fuel of most businesses. So please drop me a line. And as always, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au. And remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.